0: Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all right, Riding around in the
1: breeze. well, it's all right. If you live the life you please, well, it's all right.
2: Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Fantastic to be here today. Really, really one of the finest days we have seen this year, to take your dog for a walk. Oh, man, does that sun feel good. Eric, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well, and yeah, you said it. Great day to take a dog for a walk, which we've said many, many times on the show yes. uh, over the last nine years, has it been?
2: Plus, nine plus.
0: <laughs> Hard to believe. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, never more truthful than a beautiful day like today.
2: Love it. So today is my last show on KKNW. Oh, Eric, one of the parts I'm going to miss the most is seeing you.
0: Likewise. Really? Yeah. It's the end of an era.
2: It is. Yeah. Uh, We are taking a break and um, not disappearing, uh, actually expanding into video as well as audio, um, focusing more on the online audience um, as opposed to the local radio. um, So, yeah, so we're switching gears. So if you've been... Listening on KKNW um, over the years, Uh, you can stay in touch with us if you want to through our Facebook page, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and then our website, DogRadioShow.com. Nothing's stopping, like I said. We're just actually expanding, switching gears, um, and that's just reconfiguring. It's really been a just an amazing experience. I can't believe that it's been over nine years. This is episode number 478. And I, you know, I just said nothing stopping, and it's true. However, I, it has been consecutive, 478 consecutive yeah. episodes that have aired. We've done some, you know, encore episodes over the years for sure, but not too many. And um, I got to say, it's a little, I'm like, oh, I wish I had gotten a 500, but it's all right. It's just time. So what I wanted to... there, I have a follow-up from last week that I wanted to talk about real quick about my interview with Kim Cavan, who's the author of The Dog Merchants, and also the article that just broke in The Washington Post a couple weeks ago now um, about rescue groups that are going into dog auctions and purchasing dogs from breeders that they are kind of fighting against. And uh, it's very controversial, and um, there's a controversial piece to it especially, which is when they're actually paying more money than other breeders would at the dog auction. So I think it started out as, like, we're going to go and get the the dogs that nobody's going to want to buy that are, you know, in poor medical condition or... Um, have a, a deformity or an underbite or are too old to breed now or whatever. And so there were some rescue groups that would go in and, you know, get these dogs for, you know, a dollar or, you know, a very low amount. And, and really, you know, I, I feel truly sort of rescue them, give them the medical attention that they needed and, and adopt them out. Um, that's one thing. It's another thing to go in and pay more than these breeders that they're trying to really put out of business and that's what they're saying that they're wanting to stop puppy mills but the controversial piece of it is that they're going in to these auctions and some of not all some of the breeders who provide dogs to these auctions do keep dogs in questionable conditions not all of them and they are actually paying way more money than they ever would have gotten if they're if the rescue groups weren't there so they're getting actually more money from the rescue groups in some cases rescue groups are even bidding over each other or um and then the and the other piece of it that's questionable is that it's not transparent so puppy mill rescue i don't think we necessarily think that you're going to buy this dog from a breeder when i think puppy mill rescue i think of i think of those dogs that are too old to breed and what are they going to do with the dog or you know have an underbite and are you know like that kind of thing but the reason why this is important and this is important to hear the reason why this is important is that we have to question is this practice supporting the very establishments and breeding you know commercial breeders that are keeping dogs in terrible conditions. And they don't all, but some of them do. And there are quote-unquote horror stories, actually both in commercial breeders and in rescue organizations too. And that's kind of part of the point as well. Um, It's interesting, and I've gotten some, a a little bit, uh, you know, fortunately kind of balanced, some feedback from listeners about you know, oh, you know, this Kim Cavan was paid to make rescues look out to be bad, like make rescues out to look bad. Oh, what about the da-da-da? Like reactive from my perspective, because I know the interview that I had with her and I also read The Dog Merchants, is that one of the things I love the most about Kim and what I think makes her the most credible is that she's balanced in her perspective and she doesn't get emotional about it. She looks at information and does a ton of research and presents a really balanced true case based off of facts and in the case of this article in the Washington Post has just simply followed the money and if we want to look at how to protect dog welfare and dog breeding commercial breeding and now in the case of rescues too we have to look at where money is flowing to from and to and so Um, nobody's questioning whether the dogs that are in need of medical attention are being kept in horrible conditions. Um, nobody's questioning that these dogs need help ever, not in my conversations. I would never question that. And I know that that's not, that was never, that point was never made. That's not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is to look at, is this behavior of rescues going in and paying more money than breeders would have for these dogs, is it actually supporting the very breeders that they say they're fighting against? How could it not be? So, just a little word about that. Again, read the dog merchants, whether you have had a negative reaction to the Washington Post article recently, two Sundays ago, I believe. It's titled Dog Fight by Kim Cavan, or even, you know, if you're defending rescue, but 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 what about these dogs? But what about these dogs that are, you know, look at the picture of this it's like we nobody's saying that those dogs don't need help. It's a question of looking at the bigger picture to to ultimately protect, you know, dogs. Read the dog merchants too, because that is really going to give you the ability to understand the broader context of this article. So there is that um, really just amazing to talk with her. And, you know, so 400, this is episode number 478. Again, uh, our last show in the format of KKNW AM 1150. Uh, it's just been an amazing time. If you've been catching us on AM 1150, uh, find us on Facebook, the dog show with Julie Forbes, our website, dog to kind of keep Keep up with what we're up to next. We're going to take a break, a little bit of a break, and then come back with both audio and video. Um, So I, I wanted to go through, and actually in the second part of the show, we're going to have my wife and business partner, Darcy Bolts, is going to be on with us sharing this last episode, which will be fun.
0: And call screener in the early <laughs> yeah, days, too. I know, too. Yeah. way she back definitely in the day. pitched in a lot to help yeah. make the show happen. So. For
2: sure. We used to take calls and yeah. Had some good questions from listeners or we dog have show trivia. A dog show trivia. <laughs> I miss it. It's I know sad
0: it's not coming back.
2: I know that oh. was fun too. Um, so there, you know, I think back on all of the episodes. First of all, I remember how scared I was. The first um, show. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Was basically playing in my head, mm. all the way up to when we when the intro music came on, and I just you know, did it anyway. Right. And that's kind of how you uh, oftentimes grow or push yourself out of comfort. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I I don't know. I'm nervous. I don't feel I'm not comfortable. You just do it anyway and get better. And now it's like, hey, love it. Easy. But not without uh, some discomfort at first, for sure. It was February 18th of 2009 was my first show. Also, um, Darcy, my wife's birthday, and our dog Leia's birthday are dachshund. So it was a good day. Um, So some things that I think back of. So all of our shows are archived on our website, dogradioshow.com, and on iTunes as a free podcast. So you can go through and look at all of our episodes, all the way back to episode number one, and look at, you know, oh, that, that one looks really interesting or, you know, some people just I've had listeners over the years say that they binge listen. You know, oh, I found you and I'm like binge listening to your podcast. It's great. Listen to all of them. Um, and some people like to kind of pick out which ones look good. There's quite a lot of content. So, oh, that looks really good, you know, versus other ones that maybe don't resonate as much. So going to the website is a really great way to look through that. And, you know, as I think back on all of the guests and organizations and, and just aspects of the show. Like I know you and I talk a lot regularly, Eric, just like quick mentions about like the songs that we play. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I found out about so many show, songs about dogs, right? <laughs> by doing this show, that I never knew existed. I before. I never knew they existed yeah. before. That that's been one of the funnest things of working on yeah. this show has been discovering all these cool dog songs over the years.
2: It's kind of a it's kind of amazing that there's so many dog related about. Pretty much, as you've proven, mm-hmm. pretty much any topic you could imagine.
0: Well, it just goes to show what a big part dogs play in our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's reflected even in our music, in our movies, and our films. Yeah. Our movies and films are the same thing, but I meant to say TV shows. Too. Got it, got it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and there's the Dog Film Festival now. Talked yep. with Tracy Hotchner. That's coming back uh, again for its third year. Um, coming around again this season it was really amazing. Last year's was... The first year's was really good. Last year's, I remember um, calling Tracy after, and I was like, you just blew my mind. And that doesn't happen very often with dog-related stuff just because I've been exposed to so much stuff. Oh, my gosh, it was so good, the Dog Film Festival. Definitely keep an eye out for it in your area. Um, Dr. Michael Fox. It was an earlier show. I think that that was only within the first year. That was in 2009. November 4th, actually, of 2009, and the reason I know that is because I referenced it so much over the years. He was the first, um, we were talking about prescription diets, and really kind of the deal with prescription diets, and that they're owned by these huge companies that are, kind of have like a pharmaceutical company relationship with vet schools, and da-da-da-da-da-da, and he was able to speak through direct experience about the relationship between these Um, foods and vet schools and why vets generally are always just pushing these prescription diets which aren't really that good for dogs and cats nutrition wise and that they might mask symptoms but that's different than actually providing really great nutrition I remember when he said that on air I was like yes thank you thank you for saying that because you know I sort of knew but I didn't have the credibility, like the um, direct experience to speak to it and and say I know this because of I I had only I only sort of knew it because of just not directly. I mean, he's like was he was like high up veterinary, hmm. AVMA, forty years as a vet, really you established had anecdotal
0: guy. Anecdotal evidence sure. to show that, but he had the research. Uh, right. and scientific evidence to right. to prove that to point. make it like mm-hmm. a credible
2: assertion mm-hmm. rather than me just flipping off on air. <laughs> <laughs> um, great, and he's just he's a British guy, and um, he lives in the states. But it really, just a great interview. And I actually had him on the show a number of times. He was a, he was a favorite. You know, the show that I did when my first dog passed away the the week um, the week after uh, a really special show um to just talk about that and that was when we were taking calls and people called in and shared their stories and I've done a number of shows over the years about grief um losing a pet I was in an uber uh with this guy and he was talking about how he when he was a kid that he's only had one dog and it was the dog he had when he was a kid and that he has never had a dog since and doesn't plan on it because he doesn't want to go through the loss of it again. And, he, and I was like, you know what? A lot of people say that and um, it's tough. It, it is really tough to go through. And that's why we've done so many shows. I've had people on to share their stories of loss and, and their end of life process with their dog. And, um, uh, Ardith DeVries with, uh, old dog Haven had some really amazing conversations with her about, end of life and grief and you know it's a huge part of of being alive of being human we grieve we're going to have to deal with the loss of of individuals whether they be human or animal that we love and and it's it's tough and it's not something that we um historically have really been taught how to handle in a constructive way as far as like emotional intelligence in our culture we kind of hide death so at least in the U.S. so really I love, you know, bringing that piece of the conversation, you know, so much of the intention of the show is really all aspects of life with dogs. You know, my expertise is in training and behavior and I've certainly done a number of shows where I've had people on and, you know, basically conducted sort of initial consults for behavior training related topics with them on air. Um, But that's not, you know, the show. And that was part of the inspiration initially of like, hey, there's not a show that's just all about dogs. You know, there's like the call in and ask the vet type show, the call in and ask the trainer type show. But it's always that. And it's more, you know, I really wanted to do something that was more just rounded up, kind of encompassing all areas of life with dogs, um, positive Uh, you know, not sort of sensationalism, these just, you know, stories that you see circulating all the time of this, you know, rescue horror story and this rescue horror story and that kind of stuff that does get circulated a lot. That hasn't been my focus. Um, I've wanted to be educational, thoughtful, entertaining, um, but really just equip people with information to ultimately help them and their dogs. Yeah. You know, mental stimulation. Dogs need mental stimulation. Dogs are smart. Your dog is smart. Your dog can think. Your dog is probably unemployed. Unemployment epidemic, you know, just getting these really important messages out. And just talking with a lot of amazing people. Temple Grandin, Patricia McConnell, all the canine science people I've loved. Um, Alexander Horowitz, goes down as an all-time favorite she's written a couple books She um focuses on dog's sense of smell um brian hare mark beckoff who's just amazing he does research on animals and emotion talked with him a couple times uh and then some fun stuff children's books that are dog related um other just kind of interesting you know nubs the dog that um Major Brian Dennis, this uh, basically got back from Afghanistan, this dog that he met in Afghanistan when he was deployed and he was able to get the dog back to the States and wrote a children's book. Um, Really amazing story. The dog followed them for like 80 miles or something like that. Authors, because of this show, I have read so many dog books (laughs) and I read them and I can't tell you how many times authors are like wow because you know they they have a book that's hits the stands and they do their interview circuits and you know they want to publicize their book and all that and Mm -hmm. they get you know they have lots of different interviews and so many of them were like you read the book (laughs) like yeah of course I read the book Uh, because I guess a lot of times when they're interviewed and I know a lot of people also don't talk with them necessarily for a whole hour which I often will Um, but they don't read the book or they just sort of ask more generic questions. So I really take that as, um, a huge, huge compliment with some of my most well-respected guests from my perspective, the guests who I admire, some of them the most have really complimented me on their experience on the show. And I, I hope that that has translated to the, the listeners as well. I assume it does, um, A lot of really, really great books. Gosh, I've learned so much, and I I plan to continue to. Like I said, nothing's stopping. We're just uh, sort of reconfiguring here and really expanding. Um, So if you're just hitting us on KKNW right now, this is our last show on the the airwaves on AM 1150, and we're switching to online, um, taking a break, and then coming back with video and audio. And you can keep up with us on Facebook, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, and on our website, dogradioshow.com. You know, one of the ones that stands out the most, the books, is Rags uh, from World War I. What is it? The title's a little long-winded, but I want to get it. Um, from Stray Dog to World War I Hero, uh, the story of Rags and um man that was a good book that was a really good book if you like history and story and mm-hmm. grant hater menzies was is the author of that book um the paris terrier that you know it's got kind of a long title but oh god it was so good and he was great and it was just so well written and the story was really kind of gripping they smuggle this dog over from europe he's this little terrier and um he ended up You know, it's great. Highly recommend it. Um, A Dog for All Seasons, I just played that episode. That was from, like, 2010. That was a great read. All the conversations I've had with, you know, the Vashon Sheepdog Trials, Maggie McClure, that's not going anywhere. Uh, Again, that is this June 7th through 11th, I think, around that weekend on Vashon Island. Vashonsheepdogclassic.com. I've had some really great conversations around that event talking about the working relationship between human and dog, uh, you know, herding breed and livestock, and, and shepherd is a, a sort of quintessential example of that. Um, the re- more recent uh, conversation with Embark Veterinary, uh, one of their geneticists, about their amazing breed DNA test. If you're interested in doing a breed DNA test, I definitely recommend that you do Embark, because they're not all created equally at all. And it is the most sophisticated technology available for that. So you will, if you're going to do it, do that one. Embark veterinary. We did Lois's. We went through that. Our whole experience adopting Lois. Old dog Haven. Final refuge dog. Uh, You know, we were told she was a hospice dog. Probably had maybe six months to live at the most. We ended up having her for three years. Going through her passing uh yeah just lots of really um really wonderful guests and information janet gear local woman talking about uh uh, water quality and actually how dog poop uh picking up your dog poop is actually really important because it all flows you know if you just leave it on the ground it's going to flow and go where water goes and um you know parasites bacteria any any you know medication that might be coming out in it stuff like that uh, how important it is but we ended up bringing out that pooper scooper barbie on that show that i had was given to me as a gift which i don't think i have that anymore and i wish i did that was pretty funny she was just really funny that was just a really good you know just like talking to people being with people i love doing it it's one of my favorite things to do and i've had the opportunity to do it for almost 500 episodes here on the show and uh, it's fun. You know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to know, which is why being educated is so important in all aspects of life, especially, I mean, for us, not especially, but for us, anything related to living with dogs, having dogs, understanding behavior, understanding medical stuff, you know, there's just a lot to know in general. It's good, good to talk about. Um, Eric, you mentioned the dog show trivia. We've done some giveaways over the years. Back in the day. Um, I was going to bring you some St. John Creamery raw goat milk, and I was leaving. We Okay, so we had our baby chicks hatch, mm-hmm. started hatching today.
0: Congratulations, by the Thank way. Thank
2: you. I know. We had one hatch this morning, the first one hatched this morning, so I was a little, um, you know, we were just being attentive to that and is it alive and we've never witnessed it before. Mm -hmm. Really incredible. Um, So anyway, I meant to bring you some goat milk for Abby and I was left in a rush and forgot, but you know, the mouse treats that I brought your cats. Yep.
0: They, they love those. And uh, Abby definitely loved the goat's milk uh, that you brought in the past. So thank you uh, for all, for helping spoil uh, my pets yeah. <laughs> over the years. We yeah. appreciate it.
2: Yeah, we went. You you had a loss too, Sammy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When we we started the show, I had two cats. Uh, but uh, over the length of that time, the last nine year, nine plus years, yeah, uh, I've, I've had uh, my girlfriend move in with me and bring her dog, Abby the Beagle, mm-hmm. uh, who I've adopted as my own, mm-hmm. I love her very much. And uh, we adopted another dog, uh, Sammy, who was a, a, a kind of a mutt, but uh, mostly border collie and uh, basset hound, and she was a, a real sweetie, and uh, yeah, sadly lost her after only a year of living with us to cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she was a great dog and we still miss her very much. So mm-hmm. uh, I definitely knew what you were going through uh, when you talked about Chewy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you had him much longer.
2: Mm-hmm. Say. Yeah. But, what what kind of cancer did she have?
0: You know, I'm, I'm not sure on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: There's so many different ones. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like with people and, and they behave differently and we've done some shows certainly over the years on canine cancer um there's actually a glassy baby is a local um company that makes these really beautiful glass blown little candle holder things they look like a cup they're really they're a thing and they're really lovely and they donate a portion of all of their proceeds to charity, mm. and, and they are very, dogs are allowed, like a lot of their employees and artists have dogs and bring them to work, and they're very sort of dog-oriented, and they have have had put out a few of them, actually, over the years that have been specific to dogs, and there's a new one out, um, which was actually started by Randy Astrom, who's the uh, former owner of the Natural Pet Pantry called Water Dog, um, because she recently lost one of her Portuguese Water Dogs to hemangiosarcoma, which is the same type of cancer that Chewy died from, my boy, back in 2009. And um, and uh, she's kind of working with some vets who are doing research around this particular type of cancer. Um, and so anyway, the Glossy Baby is called Water Dog, and it's a, it's a really beautiful sort of watery blue color, and it has a little paw on it. And you can order that online, and a portion of the proceeds go to hemangio sarcoma research. Um, but yeah, there's just lots of different types. Chase away canine cancer is an organization founded that I um, was connected with through Puget Sound Dock Dogs. So like all the sporting dock diving kind of stuff. That's been fun. Um, nose work, love it. All right, well. When we come back, we'll be joined by my wife and business partner, Darcy Bolts, who will be on the phone with us. She was going to be here in person, but we had our first chick hatch this morning. So, Chicks.
0: Chicks. Chicks, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so cute and tiny. (laughs) And it's going to be so fluffy because it's drying off now. So, uh, yeah, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Darcy and um, enjoying our last episode on KKNW be sure to find us on Facebook, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Our website as well, dogradioshow.com, to stay connected uh, moving forward. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
0: Let me know if you remember this one that uh, we played back in the early days of the show.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. You know what? I like the Puget sound. Dog Dee, no doubt. Uh. Play on, Puget. Play on, Puget. Your dog dropped the deuce. and hit down, good dog. Baby got her walking through Sea town And all around the Puget Sound cover much ground. You ain't a hound from the path. In the rain, it's a good day. Each and every day, the Northwest way. The girl and the dog, they were fine. Wow. Until they left for duty, it has a crime.
0: East side to the west side and now back to the dog show with Julie Forbes
2: Welcome back to the dog show with Julie Forbes Fantastic to be here today If you're just joining us just a reminder this is our last episode on KKNW So find us on Facebook The Dog Show with Julie Forbes and our website as well dogradioshow.com to stay up with what we're doing We are adding video content and we'll be continuing with audio. We're taking a break, though, before we do that. So definitely stay connected so that you know when we're back and expanded. Uh, You know, I'm just listening. So first of all, I just want to welcome Darcy Boltz, my wife and business partner, onto the show with us. Darcy, you there? Yep,
1: I'm here. Thank you.
2: Hi. Yeah. Hi.
1: Hi. Hi to all the fans. Last show on KKNW. Isn't that crazy? Awesome.
2: Remember the first one?
1: I do. <laughs> I remember how nervous you were. Yeah.
2: That doesn't happen very often.
1: No, it doesn't.
2: Yeah. No, I was so nervous. nervous. I know.
1: <laughs> one for the first day of the show and then next when you asked me to marry you.
2: Oh, that was one too.
1: <laughs> Those are the two times I think.
2: Uh te- te- teaching dance years. teaching dance class for the first time, oh, but I, I think you were out of town for that. that, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, well, you know what? It, it just occurred to me as Eric had played Dog Doogity, no doubt. Yeah. Going out of the first half and then coming yeah. back in this other song that was sort of like a old, old time.
0: Hank Williams, right. move it over. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving on over.
2: And, you know, one thing that's interesting that I just thought of was how, you know, there's all these songs. And you know, Darcy, that Eric can find a, a, a song that's about dogs and related to anything, pretty much that I've talked about over the years. Yeah, yeah. but that they are all different types of music. They really span. Sure. There's
0: and spanning the decades too.
2: Spanning the decades, <laughs>
1: genres,
2: genres. There's you know hip hop, R and B to Hank Williams. You know to to rock, to rock, pop, to, all. To, yeah. right? Really, and and it and that is so true about dogs is that mm-hmm. you know you can put any two people together and they could be as different as you could imagine and if they love dogs and and especially if they i mean if they have dogs get get people yeah. talking about their own dogs mm-hmm. it's a way that we all can connect regardless of um background race right. um po- political you know mm-hmm it's just such a, such a, almost a part of um, being human in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, you know, dogs and people have been living together for 40,000 years and it, mm-hmm. it's just such an amazing part of dogs in the world.
1: Yeah. They're a social bridge.
2: They are a social bridge.
1: Yeah. hmm
2: I mean, and then there's, then there's like, oh, I'm, you know, how many times have you seen this? I'm at a party. We're at a party. <laughs> Or just, you know, meeting meeting anybody and that oh you work with dogs. Out comes the phone, look at my dog <laughs> I know. and oh you work with training and behavior. So my dog does this. I know. Um, what should I do? And you know, it's like
1: well Your dog I, is an individual. Blah blah blah.
2: <laughs> well then there's also kind of a part of me that's like, Am I working right now? No.
1: Well, in fact, on the bus ride actually to um to Utah to the climbing trip. As soon as people found out I worked with dogs, the question started. I said, you guys, I'm on vacation. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to consult with me, it's $20 an hour. Yeah. And uh, they were like, okay. Yeah. And that, you know, I just got to be a normal person and see pictures of dogs and I didn't have to answer behavior questions. I just it in the bud. Yeah. But
2: it also is, it also speaks to how excited people get and energized and, and like then back to that connection, like, oh, oh yeah, dogs, you know, da 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 and you just start talking about dogs.
1: It really brightens people up.
2: And then I think about um, visiting people in, like the work when I was in college, when mm-hmm. we used to bring the X-Racing Greyhounds around to area nursing yep. homes, and you would see how, the, how it, it would, for, for people who had had a connection with dogs in their life, oh, man, it just, like, brought life into them and the memories of their dogs. And, Mm -hmm. oh, and they would just reach out and want to touch the dog and tell Mm -hmm. us about the dogs that they had. And, you know, they always had corgis or they always had this or that. And it was this, you know, and... And they would just start telling us about the dogs. And um, the connection piece of it is there's something really special that dogs... um, uh, Keep... I want to say bring but it's almost like they don't bring it they they preserve or keep something there's something about that connection that they
1: mm-hmm.
2: they um hold
1: well i think it's in there. it's in our dna and theirs right like this deep connection and so it doesn't necessarily you don't have to have a totally cerebral experience when dogs you know when we experience them it's we feel it in our bodies and we have the, you know, the science shows that we have a lot of um, uh, brain activity and body activity with having to do with neurotransmitters and hormones that um, make us feel good. So I think that there's um, probably that piece, too. It's like we don't even have to, you know, we don't have to think very much. We just get to feel mm-hmm. with animals and especially dogs and it feels really good.
2: And it's, I think that's a difference between interacting with other people versus interacting with dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That difference.
1: You know what story I just thought of was um, the great, the great guy who was the announcer for Westminster. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how he was visiting the, um, the nursing home and the story about the man who had been nonverbal. Yeah. um, Who had dementia. And then when, for the first time, this this guy started talking when he brought his um, I forget what kind of dog, the Brittany Spaniel in. Yeah. Um, and then it was just the guy was just overjoyed. And then when they were about to leave, the the man with dementia asked um, asked the visitor if he could watch out, take care of his dog when he when he passed. Essentially. Wow. So the guy. Uh, with dementia had thought that the dog was, was his own and he was so happy to see it. I mean, it just, I can barely tell that story without crying. I did not do it justice, but oh. it really beautiful.
2: Yeah. I mean, I felt, I felt moved listening to it. It really, yeah, really is. And then the, you know, therapy dogs, yeah. hospice, hospice therapy dogs. Yeah. I just ran that conversation recently. Um, I think it was from, Two years ago, November um, about p- people who have worked with hospice um, therapy dogs in a hospice setting and mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's just so much and that that um, nonverbal connection is part of what's so magical and part of what part of also a source of suffering for dogs because we um, are so verbal, <laughs> right generally sort of Mm hyperverbal and um, you know one of the things that I love doing so much with with clients both on the air and in person or on you know via phone or Skype or however it is that I'm able to connect with people is in working with training and behavior is teaching people how to communicate effectively with their dogs because the dogs aren't verbal you know dog and then I think of chaser the border collie who I loved that book blew my mind
1: Mm mm-hmm
2: blew it this john Pilly, retired psychology professor taught his border collie over a thousand words and not just objects but actually she was able to learn nouns adjectives adverb, yeah. like really bloom my- i mean taught a dog language verbal language in a way that nobody ever has mm-hmm. incredible chaser the border collie definitely find that book um Anyway, talking with him, so I think of, like, well, dogs can learn hundreds of words. They can learn words. They're able to do it, but it's not their, quote, unquote, language. Their language right. is the nonverbal.
1: Yeah, they're so good at working with us. <laughs> they, I feel like, you know, that reminds me of, uh, uh, do you remember when Levi was a puppy? And he was probably, like, nine or ten weeks old, and and we had to stop saying, let's go out to go potty because he would just go potty (laughs) in the house. Yeah. He's gotten it that fast. Cattle dogs. Yeah. Some freezer. I think have an easier time learning um, (laughs) words than others, but we definitely had to be careful with that.
2: Yeah. That's, that's so (laughs) Levi (laughs) too. Like (laughs) that's so Levi too. Like you give him, so he's an Australian cattle dog, also known as a, he's a red healer. So they are the same. That's the same thing. Red healer, blue healer, same thing as Aust- Australian cattle dog. And he's, uh, yeah, when he was, a, and he's like, you give that dog direction. And he's like, got it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Got it. Like, yep, I'm on it. You can count on me. And so when he was a puppy, yeah, like, do you need to go outside and go potty? And he was like, potty? Right now. Doing it. You know? like, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> it's so we Levi. Like, well, I guess he's already trained. He knows that word. Yeah.
2: And yeah. we we love our dogs so much. Yeah, we do. I mean, they really are our our animals. We have, you know, dogs and chickens. We have new baby chicks hatching right now, literally right now. That's why you're not in the booth with me. You're on the phone um, because we have baby chicks hatching. We have goats, a pig. And I want
1: to give a shout-out to Carrie right now, who is uh, sitting there in a sun hat, <laughs> oh. watching the chicks while I can swim over here.
2: Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, or, you know the cattle dogs, the labs, yeah, our dachshund, and then the dogs that we've grieved together. Mhm. Um,
1: and the dogs we've we've rehomed. We've taken lots and lots of dogs in that have needed homes and found them homes.
2: Yep. And the dogs that we've also witnessed the death of over mm-hmm. the years for for not often, thankfully, but sometimes it does happen. Part of the work for behavioral issues. Yeah. Um. Jackson Remember Jackie What was that Jackson
1: Yeah Jackson Oh yeah. god that dog yeah. was was lovely but he was yeah. very dangerous Mhm
2: And um, you know yeah. our dog's Chewy, who was my first dog and your girls and yeah. you know we've we've had we've been together for almost 10 years now so we've gone through a lot with doggies Yeah And I know a lot of times like it's a like we Darcy and I love dogs like we are equally passionate about dogs. So like every, like when I would go to the Seattle Kennel Club dog show, you were right. You know, you were like not just there with me and like supportive, but you were like into it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, dog related events. You're totally into it in game. And it's like for both of us we're right? like, I can't imagine being with someone who wasn't as into dogs as as <laughs> as, you know, the other. I oh, think, my God. I don't think it would work.
1: Uh, no <laughs> yeah. no we're, so we're
2: what are some of there. what are some of the um i've been kind of going through oh i gotta say this book to sophie the do, like dog overboard sophie dog uh-huh. overboard about that cattle dog off the coast uh-huh. of australia that got thrown overboard and survived on a deserted island for like five uh-huh. months oh my gosh that book was amazing i talked with the author um, on the show, but I just wanted to give that book a shout out to you guys listening. Uh, that's a good one. Read it. What are some of the ones that, like, s- shows that kind of stick out to you, like, and I'm putting mm-hmm. you on the spot because I haven't even... No, that's
1: okay. I, I know. I can just think of it off the top of my head. what so, you got? Um, You know, as you know, one of my, uh, my biggest passions is um, uh, dog welfare, especially working dog dog welfare. And um, it's really important that people are educated about that. And um, And I worked in the service dog industry for a long time, mm-hmm. um, also with therapy dogs. So I have a, a pretty good idea of what these dogs can um, endure with their work. And it's not, um, you know, being a, an assistance dog or a therapy dog is not easy work. And so my favorite shows really were uh the show that jean has that i was on with jean and i think she was on separately too about service dog welfare and then i really loved the hope disaster um interview because the woman really was that organization mm-hmm. is super um smart about identifying you know stress signals and you know first of all selecting the right dogs to do the work giving the dogs breaks like just yeah. all over their welfare and that's that's huge, I mean, dogs can't talk, and so um, so you know, a lot of times we take the liberty to say, "Oh no, you know, that's okay, no, the dog likes work, no, it's fine, and you know it's sometimes as easy as putting yourself in the dog's shoes and and I don't think we do that enough, and so those shows are really important to me,
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was hope, animal assisted crisis response, yeah, 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 they do just amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing work and done well. Yeah, because there are these a lot of these really, you know, beautiful success stories and so powerful. And those are the ones that get so much media attention. And in the case, especially, I think of service dogs, you hear, you know, and I think the one you and Jean were on were around that um, service dog that was on like the Today Show. That was. Yeah,
1: with the little girl with oxygen tank.
2: Yeah and you know they're showing and that you know that there was all and i know the commu- community of people who understand dog behavior and and the dog's signals were all kind of like uh like a buzz after that like hey 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 uh-huh. like so there's a line between you know it's like like you said put put the dog in put right. yourself in the dog's shoes and um you know, it's kind of questionable. Are we exploiting sometimes versus partnership? Oh, absolutely. Partnership. And, you know,
1: the thing with that dog is it was communicating so clearly to everyone around it that it was stressed. It was mm-hmm. yawning, lip licking, shaking off. And those are things that, you know, even so, it's so important to know what these stress signals are because you know we're uh, the, for example the news anchors are sitting there going oh my gosh this dog is so sweet and happy and loves this little girl and and right next you know this dog is like couldn't be be you know it couldn't be more clear like yeah. hey i'm not this i'm not okay here yeah and we just go oh no you know it's so important to educate um
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and also and,
2: check check ourselves on the uh the jobs that we are even asking dogs to do, like, hey, yeah. is this is this appropriate to put this responsibility on a dog to right. to regulate this or that about you? Right. Um so there's yeah, those is that
1: appropriate. I mean right. it's like sometimes, you know, in service dog worker assistance dog work, it's like, hmm, you know, I I I question some of the quote unquote tasks that people think are appropriate because it's like um it's not it shouldn't be up to a dog to call 9 if somebody is going to commit suicide. It's like, right. come on, right. you know. Yeah. Or should a dog be tethered to a child that is out of control? Like, no. you know, look, look right. at this stuff.
2: Yeah. Get a kettlebell or something so the child doesn't yeah. run away, don't tie it something. to a dog. Yeah. I mean,
1: really, not, not a living thing. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, we even talked to Temple Grandin about that, how it was. You know, really, really tough on these dogs. So mm-hmm. again, like you said, there can be really awesome um, you know, service dog partnerships, and we've seen it firsthand mm-hmm. and then um, and then it can it can be not so great for the mm-hmm. dogs. So important to talk about.
2: Yeah, speaking of Temple Grandin, that's been uh, one of the one of the definite highlights of connection through this show. Was mm-hmm. interviewing her for the first time yeah. and then interviewing her again and then bringing her out last year for the sheepdog trials and spending two days with her and filming pretty much the whole thing, including four separate interviews. And we have having all of that. Farm. Having her over at our farm and mm-hmm. going out to dinner and da 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 da. And, uh, you know, just as I'm mentioning that this, you know, is our last show on KKNW and it's been such an amazing experience and has really been perfect and that we're leaving local radio and shifting to online. And when I say that we're expanding into video as well as continuing to do audio, that's part of that video is all of that footage from our Mm -hmm. time with Temple and those interviews and the, the personal experience that I had and the personal breakthroughs that I had Mm -hmm. spending time with her and you know, moral of the story is that we have more in common than our differences. And she's such an amazing um, embodiment yeah. of that. And, you know, to share that time with you too. So what other episodes or kind of things about the show, like sort of stick out to you in addition to the working dog welfare?
1: Well, of course I love, you know, Patricia McConnell. Mm-hmm. Cause I just adore her and I love her work and it's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, I think of some of the the more funny ones like the uh kind of the wiener takes all that about that documentary and
2: Yeah. Wiener dog um, racing. That was good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I really liked the um the show on the I did a kind of the yeah. history of that. I don't remember what the long the interview or...
2: Long way to Gnome is yeah, yeah, yeah. the title of the book and the author's name is Vaughn Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That was Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I appreciate, you know, anything that has to do with working dogs, just because I'm just in awe of that, mm-hmm. that relationship. Um, and then all the Maggie canine... lore. I love, I love one of her interviews. Yeah. Um, and how you were asking her about if, if Levi, if it was considered a job that Levi was, um, was catching flies, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so... The ones I can think of. There's
2: Bernie really Siegel, Bernie,
1: so huh? huh? Bernie Siegel. Oh god! Well, how could I forget that? Oh my gosh! I almost cried. Yeah. Yeah. I think
2: you talked to him on air. I think you thanked him I on did. air. at the beginning of the episode.
1: It was amazing. Yeah. He's somebody I've always wanted to meet, and never thought that I would meet in the context of kind of in the dog realm. Um, but wow! That was a uh, that was amazing.
2: Yeah. And it's felt good to have you, I mean, really the, for for the most part, you've really listened to the shows, which is great. You know, like you actually have, you'll be like, I'm listening. Oh, that was so great. Or, you know, wow, blah, blah, blah. So, really speaking to that shared passion that we have and, and and real interest in dogs and wanting to learn and, and, and be educated and educate and, and, you know, um, inspire and, share information to empower other people to make yes. educated choices, whatever the choices that you're gonna to make, to have it be an educated choice.
1: Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um and I kind of, you know what I like about you know, the show, of course, and also what we do um in our private business is kind of cutting through the noise. You know, cutting kind of through the mud for people with because there's so much information on the internet mm-hmm. and it's really hard to know, you know, what, what, what's right for your dog as an individual. And so I really sure. love um, being able to clarify things for people. And, yeah. and I, you know, I am, as you know, and you are too, like I'm constantly, I'm obsessed with learning. <laughs> I know. Well, and there's 400, and
2: so, 478 episodes archived and we are getting towards the end of this last show on KKNW. I wish it was longer because I'm not ready. Um, Eric, thank you so much. I'm going to miss seeing you every week. I hope to stay connected with you. You do an amazing job.
0: Well, thank you so much. And uh, all of us here at the station are going to miss you in the dog show.
2: Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Really just so grateful. Amazing. I'd recommend this to anybody. And it's been such a pleasure coming here. I love being here, and um, it's just time to to reconfigure. Thank you, honey, for being on the show with me. Yes,
1: thank you for having me. And
2: for all your support over the years, and especially thank you to those who have listened to me here on KKNW. Please stay connected. Facebook, The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Our website, DogRadioShow.com. Thanks again for being here, and um, onward. Been listening to the Dog
0: Show with Julie Forbes Wednesday afternoons at two on Alternative Talk eleven fifty a.m. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.